there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Chloe Shasha. What do you think are the ingredients that go into developing the kind of TED Talk that really resonates with the ears of your audience and end up going viral? I'm actually reluctant to say there's like a formula because I think it does so dramatically vary person to person. But what I will say is that substance matters so much and that Delivery, of course, matters too, and people can be highly substantive and have a terrible delivery, and then the talk falls flat. But delivery alone is not enough, and it can be enough in the moment in a room where people are excited by the motivational energy and the inspiration that someone is exuding. But then in a month, if someone asks that listener, what was that person's talk about? They won't know because there was nothing really there. So to me, making sure that at the core of the talk is a solid idea is what we are all after. We're all trying to make sure that the talk leaves people with insight. And the way that people get there, to me, is what doesn't have a formula, because it just so depends. Some people need to integrate personal story into the talk for it to really be robust. Some people really don't. And in some cases, adding personal story to certain kinds of talks feels manipulative and weird and off-putting. So it's so much about the topic and the context, but getting down to leaving people with insight is is the goal. In our Espresso Shots interview, Chloe, you talked about how with interns who work with you over the course of a year and certainly your team of specialists, there's a fair amount of research that goes into just even identifying the right speakers. How important is data and research for a speaker in terms of how they communicate that idea? Yeah, it's definitely important. I think specific examples are what we want our speakers to share, even if it's not necessarily quantitative data. But I think specificity is king. And so it can be tempting to want to get really general and broad because these talks are short as compared with say, a keynote speech at another forum. So people think, okay, I have to touch on all the things I've worked on and give a very general abstract of what my work is, when really going deep and sharing some data and sharing some specific incidences make it more memorable and more relatable. So that is what we're we're always encouraging and helping people to draw out. What do you think you've learned over the years, Chloe, about how to give a really dynamic presentation, whether on the TED stage or off the TED stage? 
Yeah, I think I think one of the things that that matters a lot is using images thoughtfully. And so in the sense that having a ton of images can detract from the speaker and having none can sometimes work if the person is it's really like an intimate thing where we want to hear and look at the person the whole time. But the balance, if someone has opportunity for images and can use them, is a delicate one to strike. And I think what I've seen is having images come in at the right moment can make such a huge difference. And so we, we really invest a lot in that on the stage. So at our flagship conference in Vancouver, we have this pretty incredible setup that's all custom designed for this conference with three screens that almost are like a, the top of, is it a parallelogram? I forget what the shape is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the, the top of, like basically like the top of a stop sign, right? So they're like angled, the, the top three mm-hmm. pieces of a, of a stop sign. And then the audience is kind of in a semicircle layered behind that. And the images when designed for that scale can be just so breathtaking. We had one of my favorite talks from last year was this woman named S. Devlin, who is a stage design, basically a stage designer and artist, and she's done incredible setups. And using the images from those stages behind her was just incredible. So I think that the power of imagery is something that I've really leaned into in my time at TED. And then the other thing is making sure that when information is shared that is complex to take away as much jargon as possible because industry jargon is tempting to share for people in the sense that they're rewarded for it within their own industry because it is a an indication of expertise and experience and intelligence often but it's so alienating for a general audience and ends up just making people tune out so we really try and help people take out jargon and replace it with friendly language that still communicates the same thing. Like it rarely is is the jargon needed for the idea to come across. Yeah. So you're kind of like a translator. Sure. Yeah. I think that (laughs) can be true. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.